last episode of the Blue Grit Podcast. Can't happen in Texas because it's two different cultures. It's two different, right? Like, hell, even what we do in Austin in, in, in Central Texas is different than what they do in Houston and Dallas, right? You can't have cookie-cutter cookie, cookie cutter approaches to, to a lot of things. So I, I, I always knew that was going to be a bad idea. So even when I was approached with starting a BLM chapter in Austin, I was like, no, we'll do something else that makes sense to keep it on a local level, right? Kudos to you. When you got a flashlight in your face and a gun in your back for not turning around, motherfucking shoving, escalating the situation, potentially getting yourself shot. You got a whole new perspective yeah. on things. His perspective also changed, and that's why ride-alongs are important. It's not just yeah. for the citizens to see why cops do what cops do the way cops do it. Yeah, It's but, for the cops but, to get to know their citizens but, better. But – and this may be throwing y'all a bone, but I don't need a ride along for that because, I, like, even even when I say I have issues with police, I'm, I mean the the institution, right? I'm not talking about the the actual individual, the person in a uniform. Like, I I have to, and this is where I lose a lot of my base, right? Because I am crazy enough to understand. That it's a fucking human person in a uniform, right? We right? are from the human race, right? Now. Right. So yeah. so like. Now, the uniform and the institution of policing, that is my bone. But, you know, like, the, for, the, for the people at, at the rallies and the protests that are, like, you know, in the cops' face. Riots. Right. It, it's riots. Just, We're going to call well, them riots. Yeah. <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, like, for the people at, at, the, at the peaceful protests and in the cops' face spitting and screaming and yelling. That's horseshit. Yeah, but it, it, yeah and it's just like, you know yeah. what, you know what, you know. To my friends and comrades in the movement, just like, how, like, how much do you actually expect a human to like endure that before they snap? Because right. we it's all counterproductive. Yeah, like we all have we all have our limits. You know what I mean? And like, do I think um, the the people that and and I say this, I've said this over the years. Do I think the people that have the power of God in a moment, like? Cause, People with a badge are going to have the right to take life or, or or let it live in any moment. Like, well, that's no, not what, exactly. what do, uh, you know. But like, but like, do I think that these people um, should be trained to deal with that as much as they can? Absolutely, absolutely. Like, does your fuse have to be a lot longer than mine? Yes, absolutely. But still, there is a fucking point. You know what I mean? Like. I actually had a grand juror one time in a grand jury ask me while I was on the stand, officer, why didn't y'all just go ahead and kill that son of a bitch? You know, there, but, I mean, but, and again, and I'm, I'm saying like with the words, you know, like, you know, like, yeah, but like there are some people that like finger, let me, let me, finger let me throwing shit at like that, that, that to me is not acceptable. And it's, two, it's two different perspectives. Yep. Okay. And. But, and we each have to be willing to look at the situation from the other perspective. And, and we have preached this forever and ever and ever. It's not just about the citizens getting to know what the cops do. It's about the cops taking the time to get to know their own citizens, their own communities better than we do. We tend to build up walls and only associate with other cops because they're the only ones who really understand what we are going through. And we've absolutely we've got to stop doing that. But our departments have to find a way to help those officers do that, have to find a way to encourage and even sometimes mandate that that happens. But the citizens have to cooperate, too. The citizens have to be willing to also enter into those exchanges with our law enforcement and get to know each other in non-enforcement capacities. Yeah. 
And then we will start reaching some of those conclusions that you talked about before we even walked in here. Yeah. We agree on a lot more than we disagree on. Absolutely. Yes. And again, because I'm trying not to always say, but um, yes, 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 yes. And I think we also have to realize that for some people, and this is the hard part, um, some people have been so traumatized by policing or by systems in general um, that they're just not showing up. And it's just like, you know, just there's there's nothing. There's nothing you can say. Y'all can say I can say some people are just like so like, you know, like fuck the police that um, they're just not showing up. You know, one thing to your point, you talked about, you know, walking up and spitting in a cop's face and and cussing them out. There's not ever going to be a good result to that. And no party in that is expecting a good outcome to actually occur. But it's not a good result to that. You shouldn't do that to anybody. No, but but I'm leading up to something. Yeah. If if I think I'm wanting to change you, Mm -hmm. if I walk up and spit in your face and swing at you, do I actually think that I'm going to have any change? And you're certainly not going to desire it. I'm not going to change you for the better. Yeah, neither one of us are going to change for the better. And we see these peaceful protests turn into riots somewhat consistently, and it's almost like the definition of insanity. We keep doing the same thing over, expecting a different outcome. And has there been bad instances of bad policing? Yes, there has. Has some of them been where it's misunderstood or or there was a false narrative that was hijacked and taken over by people uh, with other agendas? Yeah, there's been that. But there's got to be a way for sensible people to be able to sit down because if you walk up and spit at somebody and, and talk about their mom and swing at them, it's not ever going to re- work towards resolving and mending and networking a relationship. It's just not ever going to do it. I'm going to go burn a neighborhood down, and that'll teach everybody. That's not teaching anybody anything. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. Just and, like if we, <laughs> if we have members who get mad and quit TMPA, drop their membership because mm-hmm. we had you on here, that's counterproductive. That's yep. that's not helping. And it's, it, it, you know, it, like I say, it's got to be a two-way street. And by the way, I have had these conversations with chiefs and sheriffs all the time. Every department out there, it just seems like, has a citizen's police academy, right? Mm-hmm. We want the citizens to come down and, and sit through a citizen's police academy to learn what we do. Where do we have those? We at have the them at the police station. We <laughs> have them at the sheriff's office. Well, a lot of the folks that we really need to come sit through those classes they don't want to come anywhere near a police station or a sheriff's office. Let's have them out in the communities. Let's have them out there where maybe we can get some folks, some other folks to mm-hmm. show up. You know, what's what's Chaz's thoughts on? Because a protest, all it ends up is I'm going to go stick my foot in a fire ant pile, and then I'm surprised that I'm this went sideways and I'm getting bit by ants everywhere. What's what's Chaz's thoughts? Well, sometimes, like we've never thrown one of those type of protest rallies, and I'm not yeah, saying yeah. you have. Yeah. But but to people on both sides out there listening, mm-hmm. what's a better way than showing up and freezing water bottles and chunking them at the police and and turning things sideways? What what do you what does Chaz think? Shooting from the what's hip, what the do you fix? I, I mean, if I had to fix, I wouldn't be here because I'd be rich. But you know, let's I, do that. I, 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 I want to be rich too. I mean, I I really think, and nobody likes this fucking answer, but I believe it to be true. Right? I, I think the fix is, um, man, we really just got to start. Talking to one another, all right? I mean, like, we, we we have grown so far apart as humans um, that 
that when you say we, you mean law enforcement? No, everybody, community? like everybody, okay. everybody. But then, especially Politics, when you start, like when everything. you start putting labels on it, it gets even worse. All right, like, like from a man to woman perspective, we're split. From a black white race perspective, we're split. From a, a citizen or pedestrian to law enforcement, we're split. Right. So, like, Republican it's, Democrat. Yeah. It. it yeah. Like. Like we have, we've gotten so polarized on almost everything that. Like we only spend time talking to people that somewhat agree with us, yeah. right? Um, even and like we, man, and I, we demonize anybody who disagrees. Yeah, man, yeah. I, I put out I put out a statement around what's going on in the Middle East to where I was like, it, I guess it wasn't pro Palestine enough, and these people that have been in my corner for years was like, oh, you bootlicker, and it's like, wait a minute, y'all know my morals <laughs> and you know where I stand, and I was just trying to say like, yes. Palestinians have a right to exist and Jews have a right to be safe, right? Like, that's all I said. And it was like, how could you? I'm just like, have we been so polarized to where we can't even dream of like a common ground, a common middle, and right? Is, yes, we have. And, but, but, it, but it's just like, there are people on left, right, red, blue that, that, and a lot of these people not even profiting from it, right? Just sheer. Like stupidity to me. Like you're you're so stuck on your belief that you cannot imagine that there is a, a, a way or path for it to meet in the middle. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna be old fashioned for a minute. Yep. You just nailed it. People need to talk. Part of the problem is you make a post on social media. I don't like it, so I can get on and comment. Well, mother truck you, Chaz. Well, then you can get on. Oh, that's yeah, the well, worst you're a part. punk. And, that's the worst part. And we may actually get along, yeah. but we get on social media and decide we're going to keyboard warrior, and now we hate each other's guts. We've never even laid eyes on each other. Yeah. Man, there are people that hate me on Twitter. And these people haven't met, like, I'm, and I know they hear sound bites, they hear some things of, of what I've said, and they've heard some things that I've said a long time ago that have changed. But, you know, they just stick with it. I don't block them because I don't believe in that. And it's just like, yeah. you know, it's all kind of entertaining to me. But well, um, I think it's a good a good opportunity for us to segue into something. In 2019, you began uh, kind of dissecting the problems that you saw mm -hmm. with Austin Police Contract. And that segued into 2020 with the what we call the defund movement. Uh, significant catastrophic, in my opinion, of Austin Police Department and the morale there is still hurting from that from that episode. What one? I kind of want to know what was going through your mind process mm. during that in, during that whole episode. But two, because in my opinion, and we we have stats and data to prove it, because of the defund movement that happened in 2020, this community, this city, the one that we all typically—I mean, every Texan loves Austin—is still feeling the repercussions from that decision. Then, the crime rate's astronomical. We can't retain and recruit police officers now. Can you speak on? If your thoughts have changed, how they have changed, and how we can have discussion to try to put that money back, or it, it's been put back, quote unquote. But talk about that. Talk about what what, what your mind process or what your thinking process was. <laughs> so I think this is a part where, um, yeah, I think we're just not going to agree. Um, and I also, I will also admit this: I did not like the term defund. Um, I think it was too much. And I, I think it missed the mark of what we were trying to do. But that was a national campaign that I was the one of the only voices that said we shouldn't have said this. Um, now, do I think that 
And do I think police departments in most major cities have too much money? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think you all have too much money. And I also say this, I think police departments are asked to do too much work. Right. Like, and again, like in 2023, we are asking officers to be fucking therapists, mental mediators, health. mental health. You, you all shouldn't do all that. You can't, you just, you, 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 you literally can't. So in 2020, we were proposing, um, that let's take some of this money and try different approaches to, to public safety. Like let's have a different mental health outreach. Let's have different sectors do different things. Um, and, and, and honestly, I think we got caught up and when I say we, not, not me personally, but I think we, um, the, the criminal justice reform folks got caught up in the politics on the national level. Um, and then like the, the, it was a narrative that, that just got out of everybody's hands that we can control. Right. Because what we did in Austin was really a cool, I, it, it could have been a cool thing, but you know, Governor Abbott came in and shut it down. But what happened is that national media came in and said, oh, Austin defunded their police when, like, w- that was not our intention. We just wanted to take some money. We wanted to reallocate some money and try different things. Um, and, I mean, honestly, man, I, I, I just think we got caught up in, um, in, in the national narrative that this really got away from us. And we couldn't it – was, it was too late, to, it was, it was too late to, to change it or walk it back because – See, here's, here's, I think, a good example of where we find some common ground. Because even before that, we had been down at the legislature testifying that there needed to be a shifting of resources from law enforcement – to other programs when it comes to mental health. Yeah. And you can go back and look at the records. I don't know if you ever attended any of those committee hearings, but we we argued and testified over and over again. If you will put more money into mental health services, you can stop spending a lot of money over here on law enforcement. You can stop training every cop on this. You can mm-hmm. stop spending so much money on your county jails. The, the, the number one provider of mental health services in every county in the state of Texas is, in fact, the county jail. Yes. And that shouldn't be the way it is. The difference is you can't just cut it over here all of a sudden and and then shift the money over here and and expect that's going to solve the problem over here. You're going to have to do these services first and then gradually shift that money over. Somehow or another, that got hijacked. So the mission you started. I agree. But, but, you know, to be fair, we had that idea, and then the the, the people that make shit happen, they didn't do it right. You know, I— but Well, there's a montage of the city council meeting of all the different speakers— and that was going to be my question is, was the result what you set out to start or did the nuts hijack it? Because there's a bunch of nuts. Did it get hijacked by the nuts and some? And it didn't. The result wasn't exactly what y'all started. No, I, I think, again, I, I think the, the national narrative is really what screwed up what we were trying to do here in Austin locally. You know, I mean, there are nuts on on every side. I'm like both, yeah. we, we, we both know that. Um, and I think that. Despite the crazies um, on both sides, that um, I think we had a, a valid argument. I, I really do. I just think that again, if the word defunded didn't exist around defunding police, because again, uh, I, I, man, so many people on my side are going to be so like what they think is disappointed when they hear all this shit. But I have to understand that there are old black people in my neighborhood that agree with me on police need to be better. They absolutely don't agree with me that the police should be defunded. So how can I walk in my own truth 
advocate for what I believe in, but also respect the people in the communities that I serve. Because it doesn't come down to police. It comes down to the criminal justice reform with with how the criminal justice is enforced. Yeah. The police officers have the enforcement. They have the laws to enforce. But it's not really criminal justice reform. But on the flip side of that, we need to acknowledge there have been some improvements made within the Austin Police Department as a result of some of this, especially in their training and what they're trying to train. Yeah. The problem is they don't have anybody to train. They well, can't get enough people. And, and see, <laughs> see, but and this is where I, I disagree. I don't think that people are not signing up to be police officers because of anything that me and my groups have done. I just think there's a, a huge national – I think there's a global shift around – the role of policing today and how policing is is done that, that are making people question it. How about this? I'll acknowledge that you're right. This this problem is nationwide, so it can't possibly be because just of what you've done in Austin. Maybe maybe some of what y'all did contributed to it somewhat, but it's not the primary. It's far from being the primary cause. I agree with yeah. you on that. I yeah. I don't I don't know why people don't want to be police anymore. I can't imagine. <laughs> no, I'm, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not sure, you know, yeah. sure why anybody wanted yeah, to be a cop before. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this, and this is I, I, I really want to get your perspective on this. You've never ridden out with, 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 with a cop and been a cop, rode out in a police car, so you really don't have this perspective. But one thing is me being a cop, and mm-hmm. I watch all the quote-unquote controversial shootings, the controversial police shootings in America. The notable one is – Ramos here in Austin. Okay. Yep. The number one thing that always comes back to me mm-hmm. as a citizen from Dallas, I grew up born and raised in Dallas. I moved to East Texas. I was a cop for 20 something years. I now work for the state's largest and best police association. And the number one thing that I see when I see those controversial shootings is compliance. Clint made a great point earlier. You didn't have exactly a great situation with this officer that stuck the gun in your back, but you didn't show your ass and try to fight with them right then and there. There's a process on how everything should be done. Can you comment on that, on compliance? If it were followed, a lot of these controversial shootings may not occur, and then we may not have the protests and the rallies. And say, Where is the accountability? We, talk, we preach and, and, and bitch about accountability with police, mm-hmm. but where is the accountability with the people that are fighting the cops for this this, this situation to occur? Yeah, man. I, so I, I'll say this. I think um, I, I I do think there is some. Um, I don't I don't know if the word I want to use is like responsibility because it sounds icky with what I'm about to say. But I do about think culpability. No, um, <laughs> I I do, I do think there's some responsibility, um, for people for the citizen to like be able as much as we can to keep a level head um, in, in those type of situations. Cause you know, and this has just been taught to me by like my grandma and that generation, like, you know, stay alive and we can fight it in court or something along those lines. Right. Yep. But, but also, um, and, and maybe this is unfair, right? Maybe it's just fucking unfair, but I, I do think that there is a level of, of, of honor, um, and prestige, uh, and, and maybe some some um, assumption that that people in uniform um, have to be better than right. Like I, I think I, I I think people want or people assume that you all um, just have to be better. 
right? I, I think I think better like held to a higher standard, or that we're a better yeah, person than yeah. you are. No, 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 like held to a higher standard. Like, we like, be. like, we like agree. yeah. We but agree. same thing, same thing with teachers, like teachers, right? Like a lot of us, um, or a lot of people with kids, like um, send their kids to school, trusting that this person is not a pervert, that that that, that they have their child's best interests at their heart. And I think that a lot of us in the public, even people that hate the police, right? If they could, you're not one of them. Let's no, no, I'm not. I'm you not. Know, you know, but Chaz loves cops. I want to wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but, wait, hold on. Okay, but you sorry. know, I, I, but I, got, I do think. Excited, I think even the people that that would say they hate the police uh, would admit that they just expect you all to like go above and beyond a little bit. So an instance where. Like let let's say the kid wasn't me and didn't take a moment to breathe, right? And 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 the kid may have like ran or um not not saying he would have hit the cop, but like in instances where emotions are high, you know, like the fucking testosterone is flowing, whatever juices are flowing. Whoa. I, I think people um that escalated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Big people time. I think people are just assuming you all have to be better. It, now, is that fair? I don't fucking know, but it is fair. It is fair. Cops. Teachers, clergy, yes, have to be. We have to be held to a higher standard, but it has to be a reasonable standard. Yeah, absolutely. The moment yeah. that standard becomes unreasonable is becomes is when the job becomes untenable, and that's when people stop wanting to get, get into the business altogether. We we don't disagree that cops have to be held to a higher standard. We will again. It's a threshold argument. Where is the reasonableness standard? In there, yeah, you know, because yeah. man, I like just have I, to have conversations about what that means. Because I'm not a, I am by all means, I hate the Dallas Cowboys, absolutely. I hate, I hate the Dallas Cowboys. I hate, I hate, stay I. Back, boss, but, back. but I also understand that if you go play for that organization, there is literally a plethora of people that are going to hold you to a higher expectation um, than that of a person that's going to play for like the Lions. Are the Browns right? Like when you put that star on, right? You you just can't. You're not the same person. People that play for the Lakers, or when you play for like Boston, there's a different standard. Like, is that fair? No, but it just it just is what it is. Let's so see, again, again, I yeah. love the Dallas Cowboys. I've been a Dallas Cowboys fan since Don Meredith was quarterbacking. I hate Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so again. It's just a matter of perspective. Here. Yeah, you know there are other teams that I hate, and I love some of their players. Yep. You know, it's it, I'm a huge fan. You yep. know, of of players on other teams, even though I can't stand the team. I get it. Same kind of situation though. We've just got to find a way to talk about exactly where those thresholds are. Yeah, without fighting with each other. Yeah, without yeah. demonizing one another. Yeah, but but, I, but you know, I'm just saying to this point, like I, I do think there's some. That the, there is some responsibility from the citizen to like try to calm down, be be patient, but also like, I mean, you guys just got to be better. Like, you just have to. Right. It, 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 it it fucking sucks, you know. But and, just, in, and in that situation where he chose to not comply, yeah, and he chose to get in the vehicle and, and leave, and then it created a deadly force situation. You know, it goes back to we're, the, we're the, back to the Ramos case, yes, yeah. which is interesting because we had we had twelve jurors. Set through, I don't remember how long the, the the trial went on. Still wound up with a split decision. Still <laughs> no. end up eight to four about exactly what is reasonable in that circumstance. Right. You know, it's those of us that don't know all the facts that weren't sitting in that jury box. I don't know how we can pass judgment on it at all, one way or the other. To yeah. be honest with well, you. Well, yeah. in in the reasonable expectation that you guys have of law enforcement, we have it of the citizens too. 
if I walk up to you and you're pissed off that I stopped you for speeding, I, I get it. You're not going to be happy about it. And I don't want you to smile and thank me for it. But you don't have to, you know, mother truck me and talk about my kids and my wife. And and, and I'm not saying that's an excuse and yeah. that it deserves you to get pulled out the vent window or whatever. But there's a reasonableness between humans to act appropriate. He doesn't know what a vent window is. <laughs> yeah. Out the window. The window of the car. Oh. Um, He's talking about the old wing vents that used to have on the cars, a little bitty ones. <laughs> but what it, is that? I'm not saying. Not, yeah, what's that? Well, the old cars they had, I guess, yeah. when you smoke But cigarettes, you know, a great example of that is the First Amendment auditors you were talking about yep. earlier. They are the world's worst about mistreating our law enforcement officers. Yep. The far other spectrum of the political world from Chaz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they show up at a police station trying to run up in the cop's face with their cell phone cameras on and um, trying to provoke and to see if they can make something go sideways uh, just so they can become a YouTube legend. And it occasionally someone bites. Um, but I'm like, man, do you not have a life just to spend your entire life running around trying to poke the bear and just praying that I can become YouTube famous because I can act like – Act like not a good person and hopefully get somebody to go crazy on me. I was going to ask you this as we kind of near the end of this. 2020, there was the riots in downtown Austin. Our illustrious, honorable district attorney, Jose Garza, we will definitely agree to disagree on his policies and procedures. I'm sure. Yeah, Yeah, he chose to indict 21 Austin police officers. Uh, Recently, 17 of those officers where the indictments mm-hmm. were released. I'm going to paint a picture of how I think that that, that day went for the officers. We just had on uh, Austin Police President Michael Bullock, phenomenal guy, mm-hmm. phenomenal background. And he talked about during the riots, they were on what they called, I think, an Alpha Bravo. What that looked like for the Austin Police officers was that they would work 12-hour shifts, be off 12, and they would have to report back to downtown or where the riots are occurring at for over 30 days. All hands on deck. All hands on deck. The 21 officers that were indicted by, and negligently, I, I will say that, by Garza, uh, I don't think they were give, they were given ammunition that later, was later to be found mm. uh, not defective. defective, right? But there were riots. I mean, these were legitimate riots that the Austin police officers took, a, took an oath to protect the city on. Do you think that maybe that could have been handled a little bit differently on 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 Garza's you know standpoint? Do you do you honestly think that twenty one law enforcement officers, the Austin Police Department, set forth that day to say, "I am fixing to go assault some rioters in this crowd," or do you think that put people still remain committed to their political ideology and, and agendas more than what their oath is of office? Do I think those officers made? The conscious decision to go fuck some people up that day. Um, like, like, was that on their agenda? Did they pull out their iPhone, open up notes, and say, this is on my task list? No. Um, I think some officers responded terribly, and I think that um, people just wanted them to be held accountable for that, right? Like, even if I get out of here and I go, um, like, rear end somebody, right, Um even though it wasn't my intention, I need to be held accountable, right? Like some of those officers made some really bad decisions. Um, and I, I, I just think that's, but you know, did, did they make bad decisions or were they given bad resources? I think, they, I, I think, I think, I think they were, I think they were given bad orders. I think they were given bad resources with the ammunition. 
Um, and and also, I think you know after the fact, as you know, um, Garza is trying to build a case. Um, I think some folks in APD um, kind of mishandled the the evidence, right? Like, and I think it really would have been hard for him to um, to really win those cases anyway. I think it would have been a waste of people's time knowing that he didn't have all the evidence he needed. But you know, I, I, again, and and I'll just say this about police. Um, and I know this is a loaded word and I'm not, not trying to like exaggerate what happened in, in 20, but um, I, I think in terms of police brutality, it's never about um, in, like intent. Like I, I, I honestly think that there are maybe a handful of officers that we've seen in police shootings that actually have like really bad evil intentions. But for the most part, I think people just make bad mistakes. Like even, even with me, when you go back to like the high school thing, um, I could justify in my mind, maybe like in a very fucked up way that this lesson that I needed to learn was key because although I didn't do the crime knowingly, I was with these people that did something fucked up. They were in my car. Okay. Right. Like I can, I can kind of own that. Do I agree with the punishment? Absolutely not. I think it was harsh, but, um, and I think a lot of times people in the community are just asking even with the Mike Ramos thing, I don't think that officer had like this ill intention to like kill Mike Ramos. I don't think that was his intention. I think he made a very bad call. And I think there are people in the community that wanted him to be held accountable for that. And so what I'm telling you is, yeah. is that be, us three being cops and making split second decisions on life and death. It's so hard to make to, to Monday morning quarterback that situation. You don't know. You don't know what senses that officer was, was seeing, smelling, feeling, the 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 events that led up to that and to and so I guess I have an issue with people that don't have any law enforcement experience going back to the accountability on Ramos. Yep. I'm I am terribly sorry he lost his life. Yep. But he lost his life because Ramos made a terrible decision that day, in my opinion. That's my professional opinion. I don't. I, I wasn't there to 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 let you know what the Austin police officer felt. Saw. I mean, but could, but could you imagine Ramos's perspective? Right. You know. I mean, like here I am. Here I am. We we know, or, or at least we yeah we know now that there was no gun. Right. And I got like eight guns pointed at me. I'm freaking out too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like again, and out of the how many officers were there? Like eight or nine. Well, it all goes back to the nine one one call. Yeah. Uh, the female uh, uh, lied and, and absolutely. building up to this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But but also out of the let's say it was eight other officers there, none of them. But but it goes to back answer, to my, let me let me to ahead. answer your question. Yes, we can. As a matter of fact, I'm not surprised that four people voted guilty on that jury. Mm-hmm. None of us would have been surprised if it had been twelve. Right. We don't know all the evidence those yep. jurors have. We we understand why Derek Chauvin is sitting in jail. We understand why Amber Geiger is sitting in jail. We understand why Officer Van Dyke or what it was in Chicago and the Laquan McDonald case is sitting in jail. Cops are, in fact, held accountable. Sometimes the accountability, I think, doesn't rise to the level of what some folks in our community think it should be. Okay. And that leads to some of these riots. Yeah. And that's not the right way yeah. to fix whatever ills you think the system. Yeah. Will, you know. I mean, but, but also I think, like you said earlier, a lot of those people that are at the riots are just out there for their own fucking reason. They're not out there because they actually give a shit about anything. That, our argument would be, there's no such thing as an innocent bystander in a riot. If a riot breaks out, you leave. If you don't leave, you're now a participant. I mean, it's kind of like riding in a car. I, I could argue some of the, the, the 
I could argue some of that, but I won't. Okay. <laughs> well, and, and to your point on your case, you felt like you were over-prosecuted. I think when Garza chooses to weaponize um, his position mm-hmm. to play to his constituents, he weaponizes the law. So he files a bunch of indictments, gets a bunch of indictments, knowing he's never going to successfully get a conviction on. That's over-prosecution. He ran, he ran on those promises, oh, absolutely. by the way. He made the a job that happened before he was DA, and uh, you're still welcome, Mr. Garza, to come on here anytime you want and have this conversation. He made a job posting that he was seeking to hire prosecutors that uh, are motivated to uh, indict the police and prosecute the police. But just in your case, you felt like you were riding in a car. You weren't as complicit or as much of an accomplice as the ones that actually did it. You felt like you were over-prosecuted. If you were over-prosecuted, that's not right. I don't know if you were or not. But getting an indictment on 21 guys just so you can, you know, do a, hold a press conference and grandstand on it, knowing you are never going to get a prosecute, uh, conviction on those, that's over-prosecution. It's official oppression, it's official is, oppression. is what it is. 100%. But it's not right in any case. It's not right if it's a citizen, if it's done to a citizen. And it's not right if it's done to law enforcement. Let's let Chaz off the hook. Chaz believes the officer <laughs> yeah, overreacted. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think some of the officers overreacted. Um I think some. How many? Um, well, I mean, I I think twenty one out of the you know hundreds that were out there is probably like lowballing it. Honestly, um, that that, over, uh, that overreacted. Um, no, I, I think that overreacted. That's probably the right number. I think that's probably the right okay. number. So let me ask you this: If had they not responded, then we're going to get off this topic after I ask this question. Yeah. If they had not responded, if they had not responded or acted. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like the lines or at least the consequences would have been to the citizens of Austin, to the property, to life? It was getting out of hand. They had the use of force, and that dealt with the 20. But I'm saying, I guess, if they, if they would not have acted, how bad would have the downtown area would have been had they not done anything? And they would have sat there and just watched this. Just or let it burn. Just let it burn or, or I mean, hand out suckers and – I mean, what what would you have have recommended that they do? Man, I have such a good answer for y'all, but I, I won't say it while we're recording. Okay. <laughs> I, I just like yeah, I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I think sometimes um, <laughs> I think sometimes it 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 is mutually beneficial to all parties just to let things happen. Let it burn. Let's let's just see what happens. Like like but look like, what happened the, the, in Portland. Look what happened in Seattle. Is that is that really what you think would be best for Austin? Was it Baltimore where the city manager said the mayor said that, that was Baltimore. Let's set aside and allow them to have their own place, yeah. and they burned it to the yeah. ground. And then she said, "Oh crap, that was not Atlanta good. too." Yeah. I mean, I just I because I, then I, what what do you what do you say to the to the individual that has the building that has invested their entire life into that business? Whether it be a person of minority or not, and what do you say that as their building's burning right there, and the cops are just sitting there going, "We handed out suckers. We can't shoot them with the beanbag rounds." I mean, what what would be your response? To let's that? let's make sure we're being fair to Chaz. Yeah, 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 yeah but, let's but make sure I, but, because I, but, let's face it, this is a conversation that goes a whole lot deeper than the four of us. One hundred percent, and it, I think it does. We have a certain percentage of our population that thinks our our rules should change. Mm-hmm. The cops are still enforcing the rules the way they are, 
And I think somehow or another, we've got to reconcile those two things, either change the rules or change the minds of the people that think we need to change the rules. Yeah. But somehow or another, we can't ask our cops to enforce rules that a significant portion of our population, maybe a majority of our population, that some of our own elected officials don't think they should be enforcing at all. Yeah. We better reconcile those two things or we're not going to fix this. But I'm going to try to answer this question from like a, a philosophical, a, a, a philosophical standpoint, because I think it's, I, I, I don't think it's just a simple answer. Um, but I think if we just let it burn, right. I think um, I can understand you all's perspective because if you let it burn, you have a lot of people saying y'all didn't do shit. All right. Right. But then if you respond the way that people responded, you still upset a lot of people, right? Um, from from the citizens' perspective, um, you know, we burn up some shit. I honestly think that um, there are a lot of people from the community that look at, the, you know, other community members that went out there and did that and asked them, like, well, what the fuck was that, you know? Um, so sometimes um, I, I think... We, we do ourselves a slight disservice by not letting, um, I don't want to say chaos, but that's the word I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, like letting nature take its yeah, like, 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 yeah, you know, I, I think, I think, um, <laughs> I can't think of the place that happened. Um, but you, you, you've all heard this story. It was like this war, the, the two parties, like take a moment to like play cards and drink on Christmas. Right. Yeah, like some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, I think, I think sometimes when we just let things happen, um, we, we, we can be surprised by the result. Like it's going to be icky in that moment. Yes. Some people buildings would have been fucked up, but they got insurance things, you know, like those things are replaceable. Right. And like, I, I, I don't know. I just think like, uh, we just need to let shit happen. Just let it happen. We'll see. And let folks live with the consequences. Is your grandma that raised you still alive? Yeah. yeah she's still alive. Would she agree with you? Um, <laughs> If your grandma owned a hair salon or a dry cleaners and it got burned to the ground, she's owned it 40 years. Would she be cool with that? Honestly, I don't know. My grandma's house was broken into a couple months ago. Um, you know, like 10 a.m. in the morning, some fucking tweaker was in the house. They saw each other. He screamed. She screamed. And he left. She's um, good. She didn't get hurt. No, oh, she didn't get hurt. He good. was just, a, you know, a little tweaker. But my grandma, um, they called the police. Um, my grandma called police. I was like, Granny, you, you're killing me here. But, um, but you know what? She told me that uh, when the police came, she asked, they asked him if she wanted to file charges, and, and she was like, No, he didn't. He didn't steal anything, or um, he didn't break anything, and he didn't. He didn't hurt me. Um, and my grandma in that moment chose to sympathize with him um, because she, she was like, You know, he's probably just hungry and cold. It, you know, so I mean, I don't know, man. I I I, I think um, I don't know. You know, I I think that's part of like where we are in in the universe right now. I think I think we just need to have a reset. Um, I mean, because shit is getting crazy anyway, right? Like we live in a time where you can't do right anyway, right? So like, the, yeah. Good for your grandma, by the way. That's yeah. That's I mean, straight out of Bible, man. That's Jesus saying, "He who steals my teen, my tunic steals trash." Let him. Is that in there for real? That's not in the Bible. That is Bible. Is it really? Biblical, yes, sir. Oh, nice. <laughs> God bless your grandma. God yeah. bless your grandma. Um, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. You know, but uh, again, I think it comes back to 
Um, I think we as humans try so hard to like manufacture everything, like try to keep everything in a tight knit. Yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes it's you know we'll see. Got to let it happen. That's the way. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and so, so when you guys were saying, imagine a world without police. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Imagine a world where we don't feel the need to involve the police. Yeah. That's what I mean when I say it. Right. Like, like I want to live in a world where we don't even have a job to where we expecting another person to go put their life on the line every day. So let me ask you. You go home to your house this afternoon. And there's nothing left in there. Your electronics, TV, everything's gone. Mm-hmm. You're not going to call the police and make a report? Well, me, I can't. You know I can't. Why can't you? Well, me, me, personally, I can't. I mean, it's, it's just not It's not part of my... It doesn't serve the, the coalition's mission? No, it, it doesn't really have nothing to do with the coalition, right? Like, well, it, what, why, why can't you call? It, it's just not my personal... It's just not my personal belief. Like, for, for what? Like, the stuff is gone. Like, how oftentimes do we actually find shit? Right, like it's just. Right. I worked burglaries for five years and recovered a ton of stuff. I worked aggravated robberies for years, caught a bunch of them. There's a great the chance. The thing is, if, is if you investigate hard enough, it's almost always friends and. And I'm, and I'm gonna but tell you, 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 you encourage somebody to file a complaint on the police, but you wouldn't defend your own property and your own stuff to try and help recover all your property. I mean, it's just stuff. It's just stuff, but, but, I'll but say it's this. only because of who you are. It's because yeah. of the position you have taken publicly. But, but, you don't the, feel like you should. Right. No, but no, it's my personal. It's like, but even with this, like when the, when they were asking me about the Mike Ramos case, um, and this didn't make the news. I told them um, they was like, "Do you think this cop should be in jail?" This is part of the news interview question. I was like, "Well, I don't believe in prison, right?" So like here, I I can't say. I don't believe that criminals, you know, non-police criminals should should not be in jail when I can't backdoor and say the cops should be in jail either. Do I want the cops to be held accountable? Absolutely. So if he doesn't go to jail, what? He, how is he held accountable? There, there are a lot of different ways to do that. Um, By the way, another conversation that could take us a week. Yeah. You know, have prisons ever been successful in protecting society or in rehabilitating our criminals, or that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. We we might actually be closer to agreeing than yeah. we think. Sounds I, I, like a good round too, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I'm down to come back, but you know, I, th- I think some people would say yeah, but I think I think you know, and you said it earlier. There are a lot of people making money off all this shit, right? Um, like there's no there's no actual accountability um, for an officer that kills somebody to the family to the victim's family if he just goes away. Right. Like to me, let's say scenario, if you if you killed somebody in my family, right, I would I might want to hold you accountable by having you, um, you know, meet me at the at the the gravesite of the family member like once a month. And let's talk about and you just listen to me talk about the, um, who this person was to me and, and who you took away from me. Like that's probably going to affect you a little bit more than you just sitting in the cell like you sitting in the cell sucks for sure. It is a deterrent to not do bad shit again. However, um, it, th- there's no actual accountability there. To, to me, that is my personal belief and opinion. Same thing like if I go home right now and somebody took all my sneakers, I would be fucking sad. But also, it's just stuff. Okay. Well, make me a pinky promise. Yeah. You don't ever have to report your sneakers stolen. But if something ever happens really bad to your grandma, call the police so we can try and help. Okay. That deal. <laughs> All right. that, that, I mean, but in the, you know, I think that's fair, right? Because 
like the the violent stuff, sexual assaults, any kind of danger to a kid is something that I'm still dealing with in my own mind around my you know ideology around police and prisons because like those are like the line crosses for me. Like don't fuck with kids, don't fuck with old people, don't fuck with women, don't murder. Right? Like those are those are the things that I think we have to find ways to. That's um, biblical. You don't believe in prison. I'm assuming you don't believe in the death penalty. No. I don't, man. I, I, I just, I, I, I like, but I, I think for me, and this is the part of again, I, I, I lose a lot of friends in the movement space on a daily, um, because here we are talking about abolition in a in a new world, um, but you don't believe in redemption, right? Like, so you say throw the killer cops in jail, but in the same breath you say you don't believe in prisons, something's not adding up. Like, I have to believe that there's redemption even for the worst of us, right? Like I have to believe that um, we all fall short, right? Like I know that's biblical, like, and, and we're not perfect, but I have to believe that there's a chance that um, you can be a better version of yourself than who you presented to be in those scenarios or any given day. Right. And I, I think that's one of the biggest hypocrisies about people on the left. Like we say, we believe in all these things. We believe in liberation. We believe in abolition, but like when it comes to certain people, people that don't agree with you, people that wear the uniform, like you don't offer them that same grace. And it's just like, that's part of the problem. You know what I mean? Like I have to believe that, um, yeah, you, there probably are a lot of racist people in our police departments or in institutions in general. But I have to believe one, that like they were not born that way. And two, I have to believe that they are actually um, able to, you know, have redemption. But I, I can't, Offer that redemption to them if I'm not talking to them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like. Well, I will tell you, it's very difficult for cops, career cops, mm-hmm. experienced cops, to believe that everybody is capable of redemption. There are the Jeffrey Dahmers, the John Wayne Gacy's of the world that we have to deal with that we are just absolutely convinced they need to somehow be separated from society permanently because there is no redeem because we've just yep. dealt with them so many yep. times. And, and even with that, you know, I think I think when I say I don't believe in prisons, I don't believe in prisons the way we have them today. I think there's a prison in Norway. Um, like, it's basically like a, a camp. You know, like, they don't have cages and stuff. They have, like, little cottages and cabins. They're far away from society. Um, but it's still some it's – a, it's a humane aspect to it. And I think, like, even if we have to have the people in those cases be very far away from the public, um, we can still treat them as a human. Like these are just humans that somewhere up here things got tangled and, and crossed and you know you know we need to put you in isolation but but we still have to or we should treat you like a human yeah and and you know people sound crazy for that like even when I did the the New York Post thing and I was like you know if somebody came into my grandma's house and fucking blew her brains out like what what do I benefit from that person being in jail. Like let like if we if we could do some psychological. If you're not a mad about it, them doing it, I am. I mean, but I, I would be mad, right? Because I'm I'm human. But it's just like, okay, you're in jail. Then what? And our point would be, you don't need to gain anything by that person in jail. We need to protect the next grandma. Yes. From being the next one, we need to protect protect the next Chaz from losing his grandma because that's that individual was not held accountable. So for accountability, we are down with. It's a yes. Yes, but I think I think going back way earlier, I think we we mitigate and and prevent a lot of these problems by taking the time to like do 
the big system issues, right? Like why are people, because I also believe that people are like this, like the person that went on a, the shooting rampage that we just talked about, yep. something happened there. Right. Um, and I think going back to something we said earlier, I think we all have to take um, some accountability in that. Right. Because like we as people have gotten so fucked up, like we don't speak to people when they come down the street no more. <laughs> Um, like we're just not nice to one another. We're not kind. Right. And like, we have to, we have to take some, we have to absolve some of that and, and understand our role into like how maybe, um, we as a collective have contributed to people feeling siloed and othered and, and pushed to the brink to where they do stuff like that. You know, um, because all that leads to the need for you all. That leads to the need, the the pseudo need for prisons and courts, um, which then loops back to now we have problems with this because you 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 see what I'm saying? So like it's just like how do we um and I don't I always say get back to the basics, but the more I, I say that I'm realizing that maybe we've never been there. But how do we get to the basic understanding that quite literally you, these young ladies behind the computer are my greatest resources, right? Like we are literally all we have. I think I think to, to make your point, I think that we as a society cannot comprehend that it's okay to disagree. Yeah. It's but twenty five okay. years ago, did you have road rage incidents? No. No, not 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 the Very way we do rarely. now. Yeah, not Very the way we rarely. do now. Yeah. People are people are siloed, they're angry. People won't do this because if you don't agree with me, then by God you must be the devil. You have road rage incidents, which when I was a kid, I'd never even heard that term in my entire life. You didn't see people going down the road trying to wreck each other out. But it's yeah. publicized, too, I think. I, I, People can get on, on the Internet and keyboard warrior and go to war with people. I mean, vicious, r- outrageous crap we can go fight on. I, and I nobody's held responsible system. for anything. I blame it on the fact that our, our two major parties have, have basically preached to us that we should demonize the other side because they disagree with it. That there is no statesmanship left. There's no more. Hey, let's sit down and work out compromise. Yeah, but I think we got to own some of that too. I think we the people, you know, hundred percent. Like we we, vote, we, we're we the just, ones that vote them in there. Yeah, and we just let them do whatever, and we keep reelecting them. Too. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> like, yeah. see, we're agreeing. <laughs> yeah, but, but but again, you know, like even man, I, and I've said this before, and people. Again, my side hates it. Where and I, I, I really don't even have a side, but I, they, they kind of just pull me. But like, even with the January sixth incident, right? I was just like, maybe we should take a moment to like ask why these folks felt the need to do this. Right. Like, why do you actually feel like one, this is your country and you're losing it, right? But we potentially lose having more people join this collective that wants a better country. By just shunning these people away. But again, you know, I'm crazy for saying all that type of stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you're so crazy when you got here. So. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, but I, I, I don't know, man. And when it comes to policing, it, it's very, it's very difficult. It's not easy, like some people say. Um, but again, when I say imagine a world without police, it's like, how can we build a, a ecosystem environments where people don't even feel the need for police? Like, because in in the the only way that society can work is if we take care of one another. The The main reason we need police is because we don't know our fucking neighbors, right? Like we don't actually know who lives in our neighborhood. 
So we outsource our responsibility as good neighbors. Well, they don't even raise their kids. They expect us to show up and fix the yeah. kid problem that they haven't fixed for the last 15 years. Well, so yeah, I right. admire you, dude, for coming on because it's easy to sit on social media. And I'm not saying you do this, but it's easier for people to sit on social media and take pot shots. It's easy to you know, go hold a megaphone and scream, scream, scream. But it takes some intestinal fortitude to walk in here. You you weren't shy about it. And when he called, he's like, hey, dude, Chaz says he'll come up here and cut it up. <laughs> it takes some intestinal fortitude to come up here. And you've said a couple times, you're like, well, I'm going to piss off my base of people. Well, it's because you got common sense and you're trying to navigate through it. And we piss off some of our people sometimes. To, uh, if you're going to try and figure out how to navigate and get better, you're trying to figure out how to do it better. Cops are trying to figure out how to do it better every day. That's when we have training and updates and policy shifts. And as things change, what can we do better? All the less lethal stuff, all the toys. So we have other options to not either mm-hmm. have to fight or shoot them. We've tried to adapt some other toys so we don't have to do that. But again, kudos to you for having the Wavos to walk in here and sit down and say, I don't know what I'm walking into, but I'll sit down and have a conversation. Absolutely. Really appreciate it. Yep. And by the way, if we would all just listen to Jesus's two commandments. Which ones? Love God, love each other. If we could if we could accomplish those two things, you're right. We wouldn't need law enforcement. Yep. Amen. It's just that simple. It really is, man. It, it, it we, we overcomplicate so much. You know, it's just like, I, I don't think people understand. Like, if you just sit back and think about it for like a second, like we are... Supposed to be like the highest life forms on this earth, which is, man, you know, <laughs> um, and we we are little beings on a spinning rock full of water in a big galaxy. Like it's okay to just be like, man, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, and I need I need you, I need your help, because it doesn't make any sense. Yep, amen. And we just make it so difficult. We should all be. I stopped drinking. I'm two years sober. In January, congratulations! Um, but we should all just be like talking about how terrible the Cowboys are, eating some good food, and <laughs> you know, drinking and eating and, and sharing stories and sharing culture. But all this other stuff is is getting it's getting to a place to where you know I think we're going to be forced to reset and really learn that we are all we got. And I think 2020 gave us a a, a small example of that when the world shut down literally. Um, but you know, we'll get there sooner or later. Yep. You know, so well, we, so again, it's nothing personal when I talk about no, no. policing. It, it's not the people in the uniform. It's what that uniform represents, has represented. Um, well, I challenge you the next time maybe that you have the opportunity to thank a cop, uh, do so. That's a challenge from Tyler Owen. What do you mean, like, just like... Well, you have to understand that, that the police, the men and women of, of any police department that's listening or watching this episode... They have a duty to go out there, and they want to do it. They yeah. have a dedication, right? And so because of situations that you have been a part of, an organization that you are defunded, mm-hmm. sometimes that rhetoric, just as it did with some of the defund shit, the, yeah. the, the, what you referenced as the wings, or maybe Clinton did, sometimes that anti-law enforcement rhetoric gets back to these cops that just want to do their job. Yeah. And just it, want to yeah. serve their community. So my challenge to you is, is it next time you see a law enforcement officer? Like publicly? Publicly. Do it. Thank yeah. them for what they I'll, I'll send I'm them not a saying DM. go give them a hug. I'll send, I'll send them a private message. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. They are, they are, <laughs> cops are, by and large, just decent, honest, working people trying to do the right thing. I'm, I'll, I'll, I, I believe that about just most of like them. I, I believe like that about most of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Round, we'll have a round two with Chaz Moore. How about that? I'll be back. And I'll leave you with this. Statistically, doctors 
have more malpractices than law enforcement officers have bad incidents. I believe that. But we don't defund doctors, and we're not telling doctors people don't go see doctors, right? Um. Well, yeah. See, you just started. It enlarged. 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 Yeah. 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 You're right. That's part you two. You guys stay safe. Uh, God bless you. It's the Appreciate happy holidays. On, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you for tuning in. Chaz, thank you so much for coming on. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. And we will hear from you in round two. Yeah, I'll be back. Looking forward to it. God bless you guys. God bless Texas. We're out.